don't miss a sizzling second of the all-new lifestyles of the rich and famous. Television's unchallenged authority on fame and fortune delivers big surprises, bigger stories, and the biggest names. Candid confessions from the stars of show business and big business, plus intimate tours of the world's most luxurious homes. Seeing is believing, so get ready to party hardy with all your favorite stars on the all-new lifestyles. Sunday night at 8 on Channel 9. Thank you for joining us. I'm Robin Leach with Champagne Wishes and Caviar Dreams. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events, big and small, famed and forgotten from... Hey everybody! <laughs> no, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. So you, you chose to start the exact same way yeah. we always do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We could start any which way we want. We could. Yeah. Happened one year. It did. Eighty four nineteen. That's just confusing. Yeah. You sound yeah. like you're calling a, a play. <laughs> Eighty four nineteen hike. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it happened one year. Nineteen eighty four. Here we are. That is the show. Uh, my name is Joe. I. Oh, I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll be your spiritual guides on this journey. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is tonight. There's a lot of sirens. There's a lot of booms outside. A lot of booms. Uh, Dave Matthews is down the street. And yeah. so apparently there's a lot of kind of average white people in the neighborhood tonight. <laughs> yeah. So if Chicago is actually under attack and we just don't know it, listeners, yeah. enjoy this episode and uh, R.I.P. Grand Park. I don't this know. This is it. This will be the end. I don't yeah. exactly know. Because we are now post the holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to give away when we're recording this, but uh, it's, it's after a holiday. It's after it's the middle of the summer. Before another holiday, I would say. Which holiday? Oh, nice holiday. Good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so here we are, and we're we're still we're still getting getting our footing as far as the '80s are concerned. We've yeah. uh, we've only covered a couple things yeah. so far. We're still still easing our way in. I still feel like we're pretty well footed. Yeah, we, we're yeah. both upright. Yeah, upright. so we we got that going for yeah. us. But you know, uh, I think. When we looked at like the first couple shows we were going to do and yep. the first couple topics we were going to cover, none of them weirdly felt very 80s, which I think is odd, right? E- even though in our first show we did talk about Michael Jackson. Yeah, but you know, Michael Jackson has an odd kind of timelessness to him, yeah. like, right? Because he was, he's was he been famous for so long. Yeah. Even though I would say peak Michael Jackson is clearly the 80s. Definitely. But I feel like we needed something really 80s. The second one episode... I assume has come out as the second episode. Yeah, uh, is just not at all 80s. not eighties really at all. Yeah. So we wanted something really eighties. In the spirit of our show, where we talk about things that happened in a particular year, and often don't talk about that year. Right, yeah. right. Uh, historically, you know, somebody dies in a year, so I guess we can talk about Telly Savalas <laughs> when he had nothing really to do with nineteen ninety four. No, I just died. Yeah, and so we've had things like that in the past. Yeah, uh, but we wanted again to really feel well. What would what really felt like the eighties? Yeah, and. Uh, and and distinctively just the 80s. And I think that you can make a case for a lot of TV shows. But most TV shows, just like narrative shows, yeah. uh, will also have their own, not exactly a timelessness, but yeah. more of a definite appeal across times. They're about a family. They're about a workplace. They're about, you know, things yeah. that happen in other decades. Right. So even if you would have, like, say, Knight Rider is a very 80s show. Yeah. You can still watch Knight Rider now. And there's plots and, you know, and it yeah. doesn't, and Kit's kind of futuristic, things sure. like that, for example. Yeah. But what I think 
more you know gets this point across is the 80s being such a decadent decade oh, the me decade the which i think is what we're gonna go with we're gonna call it that you know if nobody else did reagan and and the way the the whole republican you know benefiting the rich platform really took hold yeah and just like the general opulence of the decade i yeah. think was really this way clearly the lifestyles of the rich and famous is something that could only really exist the way it does in the 80s yeah totally Robin Leach was doing his peak Robin Leaching. Yeah, he was Robin uh, Leaching all over the all place. All over the place. Yeah. Uh, in the 80s. And so yeah. I was pleased uh, at this topic, and I'm excited to talk about it. And we are drinking champagne. To your champagne wishes and your caviar dreams. Perfect. Here we are. Yeah, well done. Yeah, uh, the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous uh, was a syndicated show. It was. But did premiere in 1984. Yeah. And ran for... A long time. 11 years. It ran until 1995. Yeah. So, I mean, I think of this very much as an 80s show. I remember as a kid, like, this being on. I don't really yeah. remember it being on in the 90s, but I guess by that point, I'm just not really paying attention yeah. anymore. It's, it was the kind of show that was just on. Yeah. Right? And it was really popular, I think, in the 80s. Yeah. So it was kind of a new thing, and, you know, there were a lot of celebrities on it, and yeah. so uh, it got, you know, popular and built its brand, I right. would say, in the 80s, even if it did run into the 90s. And in the last year, it was actually hosted by Robin Leach and Sherry Belafonte. Oh. Not Harry. So I've got some interesting stuff about the show. So, listeners, in case you have never heard of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, which I would find hard to believe, but it's possible. Uh, it, was, it was pretty popular. It was pretty day. popular. Yeah. It was a show where Robin Leach showcased celebrities, and I always thought of it more as him like walking through someone's house. And but that doesn't seem to be what it really was. No. It was kind of showing things that celebrity celebrities did, uh, interviews with celebrities. Sometimes it would be about their like yachts or their mansions and blah blah blah. But none of it seemed like the film crew went to someone's house. Maybe that happened. Yeah. But and we didn't see a lot of that in in what we watched. It was a lot of like stock footage of someone's house or the outside of someone's house but you know any regardless the whole point was to showcase the uh as it uh sounds the lifestyle right of the rich and or famous person what we couldn't figure out going into it is were the celebrities actually on the show and so we watched a little bit of it and yeah absolutely 100 yeah. percent, they were on the show and sometimes it was just footage it like there was a whole segment about this like a club that celebrities like rich people went to and it was just footage of those celebrities having dinner with other celebrities with a narrator over it yeah. so like uh, did they even agree to be on the show like i have no idea yeah. but anyway that was the point of the show and it ran for like we said 11 years it was created by the guy who also created solid gold oh okay entertainment tonight and star search mm. so uh al massini oh massini massini just go with something LM. Yeah. Uh, he had a good uh, good career. I'm sure he made a lot of money off that. I mean, the celebrity interview parts do feel like entertainment tonight. Like, it's right. very soft-focused journalism. Like, it's not journalism. Mm -hmm. It's really just kind of facts. Yeah. And, like, a really ballpark interview. But it doesn't seem like anybody's pushing anything. It's oh, not, no. like, timed with, like... Yeah. You know, a little bit, I guess, like, Roger Moore doing a James Bond movie. But it's not, like... Charlene Tilton's got a new project. It's just, what's Charlene Tilton up to? Her house is cool. And that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, because on talk shows, you know, people come and they plug a, they go to plug something. And it, it doesn't seem like that. But again, we watch one episode. So, right, yeah. you know, who knows? And like, really, my memories of this show are not what we saw. So I wonder if, I don't know how much the show changed, or if it's just that I just remember like the parts where they're just people on beaches and people's living rooms that looked awesome. Like, that's basically yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was a spinoff that was called Runaway with the Rich and Famous, which was also hosted by Robin Leach. Mm. And then there was a, a that and it ran from 
86 to 94 in syndication. Oh. I don't know how it's different. Oh. But it was a spinoff. And then there was also a, something called Fame, Fortune, and Romance, which was on ABC for a year that was also hosted by Robin Leach and, uh, and Matt Lauer. Great. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. And we, we had wondered this, but did they try and reboot the show, given how strong the brand is? Uh, the answer is not really. Oh. Uh, they were going to in like 2013 with the Style Network, but then they got rebranded as Esquire and decided to move away from it. But in 2014, allegedly, Nick Cannon was on deck to host a new version of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous yeah, I believe that, that was going to be like half about celebrities and half just about Nick Cannon's life. Sure. Uh, and he, you know, came out and said, you know, Robin Leach has passed the torch to me. And I think, you know, rich and famous people take themselves too seriously. So I'm going to like, you know, uh, I'll be like, what the hell? Gold toilet seats? Let's pop bottles. Like that was his approach. Great. And uh, his executives were like, let's not do this. So they didn't. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I would have assumed Seacrest because he helps. He hosts everything. Yeah, I think if they're going to reboot it, it'll be a Seacrest joint. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, really, weirdly, I think the appeal of. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous is somehow Robin Leach, which I, it's hard to explain <laughs> because he doesn't seem to have any talent. Yeah, but he clearly has some appeal. He feels fancy, right? He I, I, is it just his accent? I don't yeah. know, but like his career, so from what I could tell, he was just kind of a journalist. Yeah, but not a hard hitting news journalist. Obviously, he worked for like the Daily Mail. And he worked a little bit on Entertainment Tonight, People Magazine, like it, things that make sense, right? Yeah. Like nothing that's like really tough mm-hmm. or really investigative journalism. It's really just puff pieces and shit, right? Yeah. And then I'm guessing it's somehow this is what parlays him into doing this show. But somehow, like, he's the appeal of the show, yeah. right? Because otherwise it's just kind of a travelogue or it's just like randomness about yeah. rich people, which... Even in the 80s, that has to feel a little gross, right? Like, yeah. now you watch it and, like, it's almost comical because it's so, like, over the top and, you know, look at, dude, here's Antigua and look at how great all this is and look at the beaches and you're just like, okay, but, like, but even, in, you know, in the 80s when it is this, like, aspirational yeah. time and Reagan and all of this, like, you know, reaching for the stars and shooting the moon type thing, to have then Robin Leach as your weird center yeah. with his weird voice, his bizarre British accent, <laughs> which I really thought was like half Australian yeah. or something because it's so... And it was not. And it's just over the top. Like, yeah. it's just wild, you know? Well, the other thing that I think is interesting about that is that he doesn't do most of the talking. Like, no. There's a narrator on the show who gives most of the detail. Yeah. So Robin Leach like shows up at the beginning, shows up at the end, he intros most of the sections. I th- he interviewed what's her name in No, the show? there was like a no- there, that was, was like a package. Else. Like yeah. that. so like they have I don't know if that's how it always was, but yeah. you know, clearly when they have like some celebrities, maybe it's just to put the show together, they would have other like I think other people go yeah. and do these interviews. So like I don't even know what you say, Robin Leach. He's just a host. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, but I think that somehow he makes the whole purpose of the show, yeah. the whole reason for the show, somehow the palatable. Like, otherwise, without him, you'd almost be like, if Nick Cannon hosted, you'd be like, this is gross. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like Cribs, I think is kind of the next obvious example. Right? Yeah. And Cribs only really worked because it was like, MTV generation stuff for MTV people. Yeah. It wasn't like all of a sudden they're going to go to Steve Jobs' house. You know? Like, that wasn't part of that show. 
Because that would have been weird. should have, though. But right, but yeah, like that's yeah. the whole thing. It's like, oh, totally. you're, we're going to go to this rapper's house. We're going to go to this singer's house. Yeah. And like that all was kind of made. The young people's houses, you know. Yeah. So you could be like, oh, that's cool. But like, you go to Liberace's house. It's, it's just weird, <laughs> like, right? And well, here's Cribs tonight. And we're going to go see, you know, Kenny Rogers' mansion. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know. So I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it gives it a class that it doesn't deserve. Yeah. And it, and it, but it also kind of, it's so name droppy and it's yeah. so like. Yeah, and like in times when often they didn't even talk to the celebrities, no. like they were like Liza Minnelli, and it's just like a shot of Liza Minnelli like sitting in a chair from like 40 feet away, and you're like, yeah, that's Liza Minnelli, good job. Yeah. Um, but she's not like on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah. Um, although I will say, if we look this up and Kenny Rogers did an episode of Cribs, you owe me 50 bucks. I guess it's possible, but I don't think, I don't remember Cribs super well either, yeah. but I don't think that's how, I think Cribs was like, we're going to Ashley Simpson's house, yeah. and that was every other episode, right? Yeah. Like, it was always just some generic young MTV person yeah. who just bought that house. Eater, yeah. Right, right. I think that's what Cribs was. Who My hosted favorite. Cribs? Uh, oh. Somebody, right? Was it TJ Lavin? Did he host Cribs? Was it? I don't think so. I, can't I think that's wrong. Yeah. I don't remember. My favorite thing about Cribs, though, is every once in a while, they would bring you into the room that was obviously the sex room and like (laughs) and he was clearly a dungeon this is where we hang out and drink cognac or whatever like you know you know uh pop bottles of champagne and don't do anything don't worry about why the floor is covered in mattresses like and there's a (laughs) stripper pole in the middle of the room yeah um was my favorite part about yeah. this. Yeah. And weirdly, they did the same thing on Lifestyles of the Rich <laughs> Joan Collins' Sex Dungeon was wild. <laughs> oh, man. I wish yeah. we were still naming the episode Funny Things. <laughs> we can't name this episode Joan Collins' Sex Dungeon. Uh, uh, or can we? Oh. But, no, I, I, I guess I was surprised to see what that show actually was, that it is just such such a commercial. Like, yeah. It's, it's such a, like, yeah. a, it's not even a talk show I don't even know how to what really to describe it. How to compare it to anything? Yeah. Like, like we were talking about this before we watched it, and we were sort of like, was this a reality show? And now watching it, clearly it's not. No. But but it still doesn't really feel like anything else, and it feels like this couldn't have existed before the '80s because yeah. you didn't really have syndication the same way. Yeah, um, you know, syndicated shows in the '70s. I, I'm not even really. This was like late night infomercials or something. They're re- it's really just not the same thing. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know what you would say it it neatly compares to, but the idea that it fills that weird void yep. that apparently existed and was so popular and such a cultural thing that like people knew. But like was it a joke? Like I think of it kind of <laughs> as a joke, right? I mean, honestly learning that the guy who created it also created Entertainment Tonight yeah. makes the whole thing make more sense. Right. Because it's like Entertainment Tonight, but with a little bit of a trashier like look how great rich people are yeah. toned to it but that's just what that's all it is yeah but yeah. also like clearly financed by a travel agency oh yeah right? where it's like hey maybe you should go check out bermuda like <laughs> there's some really nice places in tahiti and you're like no shit like, <laughs> and i just wonder like was did this just air after soap operas and it's just people in the middle of the afternoon are just like tired and you know, you're beaten down by life and yeah. you're you know you're watching your stories and the next thing it's like oh man i would really like to go to you know barbados like you know and that's just it and this is yeah. what it appealed to like but, like, it's not an unappealing show. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand who it's meant for. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think the thing that was confusing, because, like, I remembered it, like, old cribs. Like, that's how I pictured it. Yeah. But when 
we were watching that episode, which was like in the 80s. It 85. was like 85. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It was an early episode. So this wasn't like the show had evolved into something different. Yeah. This was like the original design. And they were just like, oh, we go to the set and talk to Roger Moore about whether this is the last Bond movie. I'm like, that's not a lifestyle. That's just <laughs> talking to Roger Moore. Like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm guessing that's what I mean. Like it has this entertainment tonight quality yeah. without being timely. It's mm-hmm. just sort of puffy celebrity interviews. Mm-hmm. So it's like people magazine, like, and that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's not really anything. So then I'm kind of like, well, I guess that's who it appeals to. Yeah. But, but this is, I think why it can only exist then because now it would be so odious in yeah. some way. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if the whole eat the rich thing has, has spread everywhere. Yeah. And like, or does this actually speak more to the idea of how rich politicians have an appeal to poor voters? Is that really yeah. what this is? And I don't know. Like, I don't really want to just drive this into politics, but like, there is that mystery, right? If like, why would anybody want to watch something like this if you're not in any way capable of like participating in something like that? Like, this isn't like yeah. you can aspire to have this. And these people are super rich, yeah. right? So, like, what exactly is it? Is it not that? Is it really just, like... I think it's a see how the other half live Just kind of looking thing. at a pretty, yeah. a pretty book of pictures? Yeah, I think that's all it is. That's why, that's why people watch Cribs. That's why people watch the Kardashians. Like, that's why people, you know... That's why celebrities are a thing. Because, you know, you there's this other... You know, even if it's unattainable, yeah. there's a... I think we have a natural interest in what people do who have resources that most people will never, ever, ever have. And just, like, being... I don't think impressed is the right word, but just intrigued by the opulence of it all and the choices they make. And, you know, you see Donald Trump's gold toilets and, you know, whatever. Like, I've I've got a stripper pole in my basement. Like, whatever it is that, like, normal people can't have, you get to be like, oh, you know, like, that's... (laughs) That's what they chose to do. Okay, yeah. that's what they chose to do. Well, see, this, I think the only thing I mean is that, like, given the current context where it feels like there's a big push against the rich, yeah, could a show like this even work now? Cribs, again, isn't really the same thing. Like, I think of Cribs and the Kardashians as more of a personality-based show. Yeah. Even though Cribs is the same basic idea, yeah. it's not... It's, it's still sort of like, you know, I like LeBron, so I want to see LeBron's house. It's not like... No, people weren't sitting around going like, oh man, Julio Iglesias seems like a real down-to-earth guy. What's his house like, you know? Like, I mean, I actually wonder if they were. Like, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I'm These not, are 80s-style celebrities, Yeah, maybe. I'm not saying Julio Iglesias is the LeBron of the of the Hispanic music world. But, sure. you know, like, yeah, I maybe think he is. was really know. popular, right? Yeah. And so, and like, think of the people that were on that show. That woman from Dallas? Yeah. Um, like Dallas was like the an insanely popular show. show. Yeah. I've never heard of that woman, but like yeah. I'm sure a lot of people knew who she was. I think it's the same thing, yeah. you know. And I do think, and we were talking a little bit about this earlier, but like where some of this I think has probably lost interest is that reality shows then pivoted into a combination of this and personality and interpersonal drama, which is really right. why people watch reality right, shows right, now. Right. Like. That isn't part of this, but like when like low grade celebrities started letting people in to like understand their lives, the Kardashians, but the, the all the Real Housewives stuff, like all yeah, of that yeah. is like just follow me and like follow my own interpersonal drama. I'm gonna put myself out. Why anybody would do that, I have no idea. So right. it's like it's like lifestyles of the rich and famous combined with like the real world that became like the most popular reality show. Yeah, you know, 
genre that's out there and still is today well that's what i mean like i don't really think that this is a reality show you know i i not like i think of cribs maybe as sort of a real not really but sort of like but life south western famous clearly isn't like that's a news show in some really half-assed way i guess it's just i'm confused because i kind of wonder like i get it if it's just like 80s news and like the way you know people are yeah but like i don't think that a show like that formatted like that would work today and is it just i'm not thinking of no, whatever the comparison right. is like i think you're right but is it is it because reality like tv changed so much yep. where this just feels like an infomercial for yeah. beach vacations yeah or is it actually that there is this pushback against the rich being pointlessly rich where yeah. where everybody you know, on a certain level gets excited when billionaires die in a submarine. Yeah. Like, is that, is that the, the comparison with society? I would like to say the answer to that is yes, but I think that's optimistic, right? Like, I, I can't think of a ton of pushback that anyone on those shows has ever gotten for being too opulent. Yeah. There was, like, a little bit of backlash when, like, Kim Kardashian took her whole family to a private island during COVID to have a vacation or whatever. And everyone was all mad, like whatever. And in the middle of COVID, I would have given my left arm to be able to do that. Good for them, you know, whatever. But I, I, I don't think it's a pushback against the rich because I think we still have this sort of celebrity obsessed culture. Yeah. But the more that I think about this, the more I think that things like E! News, like that is just lifestyles of the rich and famous. That's yeah. all that is. Because they wouldn't do, like, there's no news. It's just stories about celebrities. And sometimes it would be, like, stories about celebrity houses. I remember, this is a little bit different, but I remember on the Friends reunion, Matt LeBlanc told this story about how he, like, turned on the news, like, Entertainment Tonight or something one night, and there was a helicopter over all six of their <laughs> houses, and it was just showing their houses. And he yeah. was like, <laughs> but like I think that's that's what those shows are what yeah. entertainment tonight what e news became and you know all of yeah, that yeah. stuff like that's it's just following celebrities and so yeah. and they phrases like entertainment news but it's just following celebrities and they would do segments of like so and so bought a new yacht and let's look at that yacht and here's what the yacht is like that would totally be on that show yeah yeah I guess that all makes sense yeah but even with like how <laughs> how much the show maybe isn't wouldn't be popular today but was popular then what i thought was interesting when i was like prepping for this episode is i found a list of and i'm sure it's not even comprehensive like the shows that parodied lifestyles of the rich and famous and so i just want to hit a couple highlights here oh apparently there was a song by what is i think a rapper named cryptic slaughter okay it had a song called death styles of the poor and lowly wonderful well done um, rapper Big L titled his 1995 debut album Lifestyles with a Z of the Poor and Dangerous. Good. Uh, so that's pretty good. Ice-T had a song called Lifestyles of the Rich and Infamous okay. on an album. Let's not forget Good Charlotte. <laughs> good Charlotte, of course, had the song just Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Right. Um, we're, when I, we didn't listen to it, but I think, the, I think the chorus is Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous, and that always bothered me. Oh. I'm just saying. I mean, they are name-dropped in the Notorious B.I.G. song, uh, Juicy. You, Robin Leach gets a gets a, a, a cameo in there. Oh, does he? Yeah. I made the change from a common thief. To up close and personal with Robin Leach. Nice, nice. Because Robin Leach was this big kind of bizarre cultural figure. Yeah. Because of this show. So I did like find a bunch of the random things he appeared in over the years. 
Not the least of which, of course, was he popped up at WrestleMania 4. Oh my god. As like a, an announcer. Because in the early WrestleManias, they just had any random person turn up. Did he wrestle? No, no. He was like an announcer. He was just there doing shtick. I doing would have shtick. really enjoyed someone throwing Robin Leach off of the... Like off, onto, the, off, off of the cage? Off the cage and yeah. onto the... That would have killed Robin Leach. Oh. Yeah, he would not have survived that. Yeah. But, no, in those early years, like, all of a sudden, like, there'll be, like, um, Susan St. James is just there doing commentary for a match. At a WrestleMania, uh, the Where's the Beef Lady, Clara Peller was there. <laughs> like, just any, Liberace, like, anybody who was kind of a celebrity, they'd be like, yeah, come to WrestleMania. Oh, man. Booking those gigs must have been the best. Oh, like, my, just anybody. Just, like, who's the most random person you can think of? Let's yeah. call that person. Let's get them in, yeah. you know? But Robin Leach uh, popped up on a lot of TV shows, always playing himself. He was in Sledgehammer. He was on an episode of 30-something. Uh, his voice was very distinctive, so he sure. did a bunch of cards. He's on Family Guy, Garfield yeah. and Friends, things like that. Uh, he did pop up on an episode of First and Ten, which you'll remember is the HBO show that featured uh, O.J. Simpson and Bubba Smith. Uh, he was on an episode of Boy Meets World, Roseanne, The Love Boat. Uh, <laughs> he was on an episode of VIP, the, the Pamela Anderson show that followed Baywatch. <laughs> Uh, you know, everybody hates Chris. He was in a ton of stuff. So Robin Leach was like, you know, a figure. And like, that's technically his acting stuff. As himself, he was on everything. He did a bunch of reality shows and, uh, you know, he's on a couple, he pops up on like an episode of Hannity. So I don't know how Uh, much, don't, don't, uh, you know, I mean, that makes sense though, right? Wouldn't it be weird if Robin Robin Leach was was a progressive Democrat? Definitely a Republican. Yeah. 100%. That checks out. But like. No, he just did a lot of stuff. He was on a couple episodes of America's Next Top Model. <laughs> um, you know, he, he just... Why? Anything. You know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. He did a season of that. Oh. He was uh, the first celebrity to leave on one of the seasons of that. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. this is just who this guy was. Like, he was, I think... For somebody who, again, I don't think had a ton of talent. Yeah. Anything discernible anyway. Like, yep. nothing obvious. He was still such a well-known person. Yeah. And... I think that that is kind of a fun, like, how do we make that comparison? Who's not just somebody on a reality show who clearly has no talent and is just a personality. Sure. Right? So, like, who's the modern Robin Leach? Who would that actually be? Because, again, Nick Cannon was a comedian. He was an actor. He was somebody. Yeah. Right? Even Seacrest, yeah. as as marginal a talent as Seacrest is, he's a very good host. Yeah. You know? Like, he's has he clearly is good at that. Yeah. I wouldn't put him in anything else, you know? Is it Phil from The Amazing Race? <laughs> Phil barely does anything. <laughs> I wonder if behind the scenes, Phil Keegan has like a big role. But otherwise, he just shows up, puts on a silly shirt, and stands there with like the person from the country yeah, yeah. who's like wearing some outrageous thing. You're the first team to arrive. And that's it. Yeah. That's all Phil that's does. It. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, he's Robin Lee. <laughs> Phil like... with his hard to discern accent. Yeah. Because yeah. he like grew up in Canada, but was born in New Zealand or something. <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, you uh, might be right. T.J. Lavin is actually a pretty good example of this, too. Cause Wasn't he, he like a skateboarder or something? He, oh, I think you're right. I can't distinctly think. I can't remember who that guy is. Well, they is. said Robin Leach was a journalist, so. Yeah, so. I mean, Robin Leach was in, had a job. So he was <laughs> yeah. in the business, but he doesn't have anything hard. <laughs> like, uh, but then he just hosted the challenge. Like, that's yeah. what, and, uh, and yeah. all those things. Yeah. So, if you had to look at, let's say, non-scripted shows. Yeah. I don't know from the 80s, but from what kind of, like, it, it Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous feels very distinctly 80s to me. Yeah. Is there anything, like, am I missing something? Is there something I can't, I'm not thinking of that's, like, would really be tied to the 80s more so than this? Because this wasn't originally the plan for this beginning of this season. I just realized that the episodes didn't feel as 80s as I wanted them to. Yeah. And then I was like, well, let's get something really 80s. And I was like, oh, let's try this. What would you say, like, you think of the 80s TV... Is there something you would more quickly go to that's not like Cheers or 
Yeah. Even Dallas or something like that. I mean, honestly, the other thing that I would think about is music videos. Right. Because of MTV. like Early MTV is so... So many of those... Yeah, early MTV, those music videos feel so 80s. Yeah. Like, And I know like music is one of the things that feels the most 80s in the world, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. So I'm sure it's tied to that as well. But music yeah. videos was the first thing that I thought of. And then... I was thinking about game shows, but they always feel like they're from the 70s right. or they're today. Like, yeah. there's no in-between. There's yeah. no 90s. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless so, it's, like, stuff you watched when you were a kid. Like, yeah. I think of things that only... I don't even know if they only existed then, but it was almost, like, classic concentration is an 80s show. Yeah. You know, I don't know when it started or when it ended, but that's it for me. Yeah. You know? The Scrabble show yes. seems so 80s. It's... Concentration, the one that we were we were watching a little bit of, where, where it's the drawings. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That feels it. very, yeah, yeah that yeah. felt very. 80s. That has a very eighties thing to me. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, but see, I think these are things we watched when we were kids. Yeah. You know, and it's like you're home like on the weekend or something, yeah. and this stuff's on. But like, you put on an episode of The Price Is Right and Bar- Barker's hosting. Yeah. No matter what he looks like, I cannot tell you when that is yeah. from. Like, I, I just. Even though you Unless tell, he's an old man, that's and, it. Yeah, and yeah. even then, like, I don't have a good sense of when exactly he left. So, yeah. and he was an old man for so long yeah. that, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can really give you, sure. like, a 20-year window, yeah. and maybe I'll be right, but, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when we were on that road trip, we ended up watching a lot of The prices, right? Because it was, yeah. like, on the free channels. When you rent houses, for people who don't know this, when you rent mm-hmm. houses, like, on Airbnb or VRBO, these places don't tend to have cable, so you yeah. just end up with whatever there is to watch. Yeah. And so we ended up watching a lot of The prices, Right, and... The weird thing with that was that, like, it's just the Barker era, and it doesn't tell you when it is, and so you can kind of go from the audience, but you don't really know. And then also, inside of this, we talked about it, and gun to my head, I would have said Bob Barker died 15 years ago, yeah. and he is still alive to this day. What? Yeah, Barker, he's like 100. Like, he just keeps going. So I'm sure we talked about this, and I find that yeah. so unbelievable that I instantly yeah. forgot that fact. He's out there spaying and neutering to this day. Oh, my God. Getting it done. Even as I was saying that, I was like, I don't know when he retired, and I don't know when he died. No, still alive. He should, He that's, he's very old. He must have retired. 10, 15 years ago, I don't know. Right? Like, Drew I don't Carey know. picked it up, right? He doesn't Yeah, know? he does the prices, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Robin Leach died in 2018. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which so I don't really remember. I know we don't really talk too much about how people die. Yeah. But I do think the where Robin Leach died is very amusing. Mm. So he had he had two... He was, an old, he was a pretty old man. So he was I, in his uh, 70s, yeah. yeah. Um, he had a stroke. He had his first stroke while he was on vacation in Cabo. And I'm just kind of like, of course he did. <laughs> He's like, Robin Leach ain't having a stroke at home. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And then he came to Vegas. He had, where I think he lived, he had yeah. another stroke and then he died. And so he's buried in Vegas, which like. That is pretty random. Uh, Vegas may be the least lifestyles of the rich and famous yeah. city that exists. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of money in Vegas, it is all like cheap, like. Yeah. Uh, glitzy plastic um, plastic gaudy oh, yeah. I, gaudy yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of stuff not yeah. like opulent yeah uh, the only I, the only things i would say again are a step down if he had died in atlantic city <laughs> or if he died in reno that's yeah. it that's it but like vegas while being the best casino city in america for sure is still in the bottom five cities right yes. like yes. i think it's just how it is we oh that's what we were going to talk about was the idea of well you know the, the show is such a travel log and it's such yeah. a you know Great places to go. Uh, we recently had a discussion with some folks about the worst city we had ever been to, um, which is hard because for the most part, you're yeah. planning to go somewhere. Yeah. So you're not going to too often just end up in a terrible city, yeah. like unless something has really gone sideways. Yep. Uh, 
What did, did you actually have an answer for this? Because we we talked about this for a while, and it was kind of tough coming up with like yeah the worst city we spent any real time in. Not like we once stayed over in a place called Gerard, Ohio, <laughs> which is near the border with Pennsylvania, That's and the was worst city the I've worst been. place I've ever been to. Yeah. I'm sorry for anyone who lives anywhere near there because it is awful. But, yeah, yeah. But like I can't even really pinpoint why. Like that place is just destroyed. Yeah. But it's a small, small town. Yeah. You know? But like, what's the worst big city you've ever been to? Uh, oh, that is hard. Right? Um, I think, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sad about this. Mm. And this is more because of our experience there. I love the idea of this city. Oh. But our experience of it was, I would say, subpar. Mm. And it's not a big city, but it is Roswell, New Mexico. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we had some problems in Roswell subsequently. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess that's fair. I probably got COVID in Roswell, so that wasn't great. But also, it was just, like, it was hard to find places to eat. Like, it just, you know, the people that were there were, like, it was just compact. And, like, yeah, yeah, it just wasn't great. Roswell is is the odd, like, tourist city that tries to latch onto it but doesn't know how to... Yeah support tourists i guess would be the way like mm-hmm. that sh- there should be a lot more there yeah. considering it has a draw right yeah. but yeah no i guess that's true la roswell yeah. i like roswell but yeah roswell was was a little yeah. tough the the day we spent there i really enjoyed and then it was that last dinner yeah <laughs> where we went to this restaurant that was horrifying there were just people everywhere yeah. we don't know where i got covid but it was either there or in I, santa Fe. i would yeah. guess it it's was there one of the other um yeah. And there were only a couple like restaurants where we were on top of each other. Yeah, and it was there and in that stretch, it was yeah, yeah. that place that night in Roswell, and then the, the next, next day, day in Santa, Santa Fe. Fe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I remember the first time you weren't with me, but the first time I went to San Francisco, mm. even though I have a good friend who lives there, like I, she loves the city. I think you can really enjoy San Francisco, and there's a lot of good about it. There were such aggressive, like homeless people everywhere in mm-hmm. it which is sort of crappy to say but like well still I mean. it like it it made the experience unpleasant we, i went there for a conference yeah. um with a friend and it just it, it wasn't my favorite yeah i mean i don't you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to get into a, a let's run down homeless people but like there's homeless people in chicago and it's not really yeah. bad i think yeah, yeah. i think west coast homeless is weirdly somehow different yeah, i don't yeah. know how to explain yeah. that i don't like san francisco either <laughs> yes but i was there at a different time with you but a different trip that i also didn't enjoy um, I don't know if that I would say that's the worst, though. Yeah. I, I mean, again, we didn't really get to do a lot of cool tourist San Francisco, which seems like that would be more fun. We were sort of just in San Francisco, and I didn't I didn't really like that. But no, otherwise, like, it'd have to be one of those, like, big East Coast cities. Even though I grew up in the East. Yeah. And, like, I, I you know, I like New York well enough, but, like, I've never really seen enough Philly to really say that I love Philly, you know, like Philly always just strikes me as such a hard town yep. that that might have stuff, but like I've never really seen it. Yep. Or Baltimore, which has like the one cool area and then the rest of it's horrifying, like, you know. Yeah. So it'd probably be something like that, but it's mostly just that I didn't really get to 
do a lot in any of those places. And I think that that was probably the thing. Yeah. Even though, like, we've been to towns that are, like, Cleveland that everybody always shits on. And I think Cleveland's all right. Yeah. Like, I don't know, mind I'm, Cleveland. You know, yeah. yeah. So I think it's kind of hard. A lot of big Midwest cities are all kind of the same. Yeah. I don't really dislike any of them. I think they're all kind of, the, like, Indianapolis or Milwaukee. Like, they're all kind of fine. Yeah. You know. So yeah. so I think that's why the answer always came back to some strange small town we spent time in. Yeah. That I was just always like, oh, my God. Like, you know, we spent, like, a weekend in you know here and it was just always you know some half-assed thing so, yeah yeah it's hard because like why otherwise why do you go somewhere right like you know i'd say the scariest place i've ever been was moscow oh for sure which i think we've talked about on the show before is the yeah. weird trip we had in russia but like moscow is so different than just yeah. going to new york city that it's like you have to deal with the culture of it plus it was the middle of the winter and plus it's really depressing that I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't have that. But no, you traveled a lot for work. Do you, yeah. I mean, besides your sojourn in Mexico City, do you have something that was real scary? No, I really don't. I, I got to go to a lot of cool places that felt good and safe and supportive. And we spent some time in Kiev. It was great. We I got to go to South Africa. I got to go to yeah. Ireland a bunch of times. Like, it was all very cool. Um, I did, like, solo traveling in Ireland because I was by myself for two weeks there. And... And it was great. Um, Mexico was the worst. Like, we flew into Mexico City, and then we drove, like, two hours to a city called San Juan del Rio. And I will never forget the name of that city. Pretty sure I was going to die there. Didn't. That was nice. But that was no fun. Because I always thought Mexico City looks pretty cool. Yeah, I think Mexico City probably is pretty cool. So I was like, oh, that seems kind of neat. But then I always remember this where it was like, oh, my God. It wasn't Mexico City that was the problem. It was the Two hours away from Mexico City. Yeah, it was the drive from Mexico City to where we were and then where we were. We were there because there was, like, a... We were working for a company that was a, a food ingredient manufacturer, so we were at where near there was an office near where their plant was, and that's why we were there. But yeah. it was uh, not my favorite place to be. Yeah. So us, neither rich nor famous. No, uh, our lifestyle has brought us to some strange places. Yes, but for the most part, I wouldn't say uh, you know too many places that I was like, Ugh. yeah. So you know, I, I guess we got that going for us, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you want to go out, Robin Leach impression? Uh, singing parts of Holiday Inn. <laughs> so far, that's where we are. I always remember Dana Carvey did a great Robin Leach, but it was always that very amped up Robin yeah. Leach, like, I'm shouting and I don't know why. <laughs> that's all I remember of the Dana Carvey Robin Leach. Um, what do you want to do? I think you should do Robin Leach as a, as an outro to our show. Like, <laughs> So the same the, so the same impression I always do? Yeah. Uh, Robin Leach in It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Because this is always where I where I go with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now look, Joe, I want a big one. I, <laughs> I can't think. Robin Leach has such a weird such a weird cadence. Yeah. I don't know where that really fits in. I was trying to think of how to do Robin Leach earlier, and I just yeah. kept doing Tim Gunn. <laughs> right. Your Robin Leach was just Tim Gunn quotes, which was odd. Yeah. Rich people, make it work. I don't. <laughs> and that's I get, not I get not nothing. Robin Leach. Right. Yeah. I suppose right. that sort of works. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, you're nothing but a scurvy little spider. And the same goes for you, too! It's Robin Leach. It's a wonderful. That was beautiful. I'm, thank you. Uh, all right. I think that's about it. Yeah, we got, that's all we got to say. Traditional ending. Yes. Wango. Wango. Thanks, everybody. This has been It Happened One Year. If you try real hard, you might be able to find our not.com wedding website from when we got married 12 years ago. Follow us there. There's nothing happening. <laughs>